Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the Heal of the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Million Quinteros here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am the uh, overseer of the ministry. I'm also a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, which is jglm.org, if you'd like to learn more about those guys over there. And uh, this is the Heal the Sick podcast. And on this program, we interview just amazing men of God who have all different walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different stories of healing and how it operates not only in uh, their ministry life, but in their personal life as well. And uh, today's guest is uh, no exception to that rule. Joining us on the phone from H2H Ministries, Glenn Hartline, founder and director from the Shreveport, Louisiana area. And we welcome him. Uh, Glenn, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be here. Thank you so, so much. And uh, as we ask all of our guests, uh, please open with an awesome healing testimony, something big, off the charts. What can you share with us? Well, you know, off the charts, really, I mean, that can depend. I mean, because your off the charts and my off the charts may be completely different. <laughs> okay. But I, I'd like to start something that um, happened very early on. Okay. I mean, I had just learned that um, God healed. And and I was gung-ho, and I'm like, wow, okay, God has already healed us. And I was driving to spend some time with a pastor in this little church uh, out in the country, and I pulled over to this gas station to get gas, and, and I noticed this elderly uh, gentleman wheeling in to the store in a wheelchair. Hmm. And uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah. This is a setup, you know. At that time, everything I saw was a setup. And so I walked over there and just started talking to him and and asked him, I said, you know, man, what's wrong? And he he told me he had had a stroke, Mm. and so he couldn't really walk. And uh, he kind of just pushed himself along with his, I think it was his left side was messed up, Mm. and he'd use his right leg and his right arm, kind of push himself along in the wheelchair. And... um, and I just I said, you mind if I pray for you? And he said, no. And so I prayed for him, and um, you could tell he was kind of awkward about it. And he really didn't want to get try to get out, but he, he was moving his left side a little bit, and I could notice his left leg was shaking. And I tried to get him out of the wheelchair, and he, he, wouldn't, he didn't want to try. So I said, okay. I said, be blessed, man. The Lord has healed you and, and drove off. And um, didn't really think much more of it. And uh, the next day, I was actually driving down the same road, going back to the same church, and uh, looked off the side of the road, and there was this man pushing a wheelchair full of groceries. Hmm. He was walking completely normal, and it was the man I had prayed for. Oh, wow. God had healed. He was up out of the wheelchair, walking around, and the Lord really taught me something then that, you know, we didn't, I didn't pull him out of the wheelchair. I didn't. And at that point I had the choice of saying, well, it didn't work or, oh, you know, oh, well, maybe next time or stand in faith and believe, mm-hmm. you know, Hey Lord, you healed him. That's great. It doesn't matter. I don't go by sight. And, and I just kept my faith out there and I didn't bring it back and just kept going. And sure enough, you know, the man's walking on the side of the road. 
now, the did, next day. Did you get a chance to speak with him after that and find out what happened in actually, the interim? Actually, I didn't. I didn't. I was in. I was. It was actually a four lane highway, oh. and uh, I was in the fast lane, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, going. And there was cars all around me, and so I actually didn't. And it, it just. I just kind of started laughing. And by the time I thought about pulling over. I was about a mile down, a mile and a half down the road, and I had no way to turn around. Mm -hmm. You know, listeners, it's interesting because um, a lot of times when you go uh, and minister to someone, the the thought that crosses your mind the moment you disengage is huge. And this is a perfect example of that because it has to be a matter of you have to stand on faith that the word of God is true. And if you do that, the seeds that you planted, and it's just like with our ministry, sometimes we'll see something instantly. Sometimes it takes some time. I, I know I have friends that it took seven years before they were fully healed. And sometimes it's wow. just, it's, but he got what he came for. And the deal is, is that you just don't give up and you don't back down. It's, it's so important to keep your mind um, just locked on the right things. And, and Glenn, and you would obviously agree with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, from the beginning, the Lord asked me a question one time. He said, is my word true? And I said, yes, it's the truth. And he said, does my word say by his stripes you were healed? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. He said, so what is everything else that doesn't show that? And I, you know, thought about it from there and said, a lie. He said, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what I see when I pray for someone, I know his word is true. And you can't tell me otherwise. And you, I will not say that it didn't work because that's impossible. That is to say the word of God doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's just impossible. Now, you know, does the person necessarily always show signs that they're healed instantly? No, not always. I I, I go for that, and I expect that every time. And many of the times I see instantaneous. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, it doesn't doesn't cause me to doubt. Mm -hmm. I still know that they're healed. And honestly, in those cases, the majority of the time, if I just wait around, eventually I'm going to hear, hear that they were healed. Mm-hmm. In in your perspective, now, just curiosity, when when you have a situation where healing was delayed over a period of time, as opposed to being instant, why would you say that is from, from what you've been through? You know, that's something I've really thought about. For one thing, I don't, I believe I can minister healing to anyone. Um, if they allow me, that means they have given some sort of faith. Mm-hmm. They've allowed me. They, they've given me permission. Because, you know, Holy Spirit that never pushes even the best thing. The, the greatest gift of all isn't healing. The greatest gift, well, is, the, is salvation. Yes. And He doesn't force that on anybody. And I don't believe even healing, Holy Spirit will force anybody to receive it. But, um, and, I, and there are, on occasion, some people that just reject. Now, I believe you can, you can administer healing, and, it, and, it, and you see it manifest in their body, and then they reject it. And then there are those that I just believe that for whatever reason, you know, we don't see it. it maybe it takes time. You know, we're not really promised instant miracles. We're promising that they will be healed. It says, believers will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Okay, so from that moment on, the healing process is initiated, and at that point, 
we, we stand in faith until we see it happen. And I believe there's a lot of factors. Um, people can walk off and be in doubt. They can invite that stuff back into them. There, there's a lot of things that can happen. But if everything is on a level playing field, you know, I believe that once we initiate and we, we speak life into their body and life is initiated in that situation, they will be healed. Yeah, it's, uh, and something that's, I guess, on that, on that same vein is, uh, listeners, that when, uh, you go for ministering healing, if, even if you don't see something instantly, as we're talking about here, I, I tell everyone that there's always more happening spiritually that sometimes we see, and a lot of times we don't. And there's, and it's, as someone had told to me before, is that God is not going to show the enemy the blueprint. So there's, what has to happen is the constant, and the constant is standing on the Word of God is the truth and it what it says is what happens and when you apply it you see it and uh this is why when like as uh, as uh, glenn was just saying you may minister to someone they get healed okay and then let's say a couple days later for whatever reason it jumps back on them it's very easy to look at that and say wow i failed i couldn't help them and and now the enemy has scored two shots because now he's got the person sick and now he's got you doubting so it's got to be the constant of god that remains in place the whole time glenn do you agree I agree, and, and you know the healing evangelists of the of the forties and fifties and sixties and all and all those, they had a very low percentage of people that maintained their healing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is why discipleship is so critical. Yes, it, yes. It's, it, because if we don't teach people who they are in Christ, if they don't understand their righteousness and the finished work of the cross, then it's so much more than that he, than just that healing, even if they maintain that healing, that other areas of their life, they are held in bondage to the things of this world. Absolutely. And so it, we're, it is imperative that if we're going to be ministering to these people, that we disciple them or get them into a place where they are properly discipled, so that they are overcomers, that they, they grow up into the fullness of who they are be, because unless we all come into that fullness, we are one body, and we're never going to be, I'm never going to be the fullness of who I'm called to be, unless you are the fullness of who you're called to be. Wow, hot fire right there, guys. That's, uh, I agree with you fully. And again, listeners, Glenn Hartline, H2H Ministries, founder and director out in Shreveport, Louisiana, joining us on the program today. We are up against the first break, so we will uh, be back momentarily to hear more about um, Glenn's background, experience, and testimony right after this here on the Heal the Sick Podcast. Don't nobody go nowhere. Hello listeners, Million here. Right now, Dominion Fire is working on several creative projects, including this radio program and our new music project called Acoustic Fire. In addition, our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the Las Vegas area, but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. 
Lighting Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast, Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, Dominion Fire Church is our uh, ministry here in Las Vegas, Nevada, which you can find at dominionfire.com. And uh, if you would like to send a message, feedback, comment, or anything for any of our guests here today, or just send something into the show or healing request as well, you can email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. It's uh, facebook.com and Twitter are both the same username. Just look for Dominion Fire and you'll find us. And uh, also setting up an Instagram. Instagram as well for Dominion Fire. So if uh, you're in the social media and just want to kind of keep track with what we're doing and just be part of this whole thing, please feel free to do so at any of those places. Joining us on the phone today, founder and director of H2H Ministries in the Shreveport, Louisiana area, Mr. Glenn Hartline. And uh, Glenn, would you please tell us about your personal testimony, your background, your experience, and kind of how you got to where you are? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, I grew up Actually, I had the experience of growing up in a lot of different countries around the world, but my my religious beliefs were centered around what my parents were raised, and that is, uh, you know, I was raised Baptist, and in a culture where the the Holy Spirit wasn't really talked about, it was part of the Trinity, gifts of the Spirit definitely were not taught. Mm-hmm. Um not that they weren't even taught against. I mean, I really had never really heard about baptism of the Holy Spirit, about tongues and all that. Mm. I, that was completely foreign to me. Then um, one day at the end of the December 1998, I was actually on the computer mm. in my office. Um, I was just looking at a football board or something like that when all of a sudden I heard the audible voice of God. And it actually knocked me to the floor, and and it said, this is your last chance. Will you serve me? And um, I'm laying there on the floor with the the audible voice of God echoing in my mind. And, you know, I'm not an idiot. And in my theology, what does this is your last chance mean? You know, I think, okay, God's kind of fed up with me, because I wasn't even a good Baptist. I mean, you know. I wasn't really going to church much. God was not, you know, I really wasn't living for God. I was living for my business, for for becoming successful and all that. So I'm hearing this, this is your last chance. Will you serve me at going in my mind? And I think, okay, I'm a goner. You know, he's about to do me in. And, and so, of course, I said, yes, Lord, I will serve you. Mm-hmm. And immediately I felt this presence hit me. And um, I was kind of still laying there, but able to sit up. And this incredible hunger to read his word came into me. And I started reading um, six, seven, eight hours a day. And, you know, I can read the scriptures that I was reading then, because I was reading them all, and, you know, just wherever. But everything seemed to point to where Jesus said that he will baptize with the Spirit and fire. And... You know, I really wasn't sure. I was very skeptical um, and never met anybody that I knew of that had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I was talking to my wife one day, and she said, you know, I was listening to the radio and I heard someone talking about it. Um, I really think it's real. 
And so I said, well, well, hold on a minute. And I went, and at that time, I was I was spending hours in my, actually, a walk-in closet where I would pray and read the Word. So I walk, I go into the, the closet, and I shut the door, and I get on my knees. And I said, okay, Jesus, your Word says that you will baptize with the Spirit and fire. I believe your Word is true. So I receive it. And instantly, it was like a lightning bolt hit me. And just energized my entire body, and I just started shaking it all over. And then something like, the you know, best way I can describe it, like a warm honey came over me. And I just stand there for I don't know how long, weeping and just shaking and shaking. And I come out of the closet after, you know, 30, 40 minutes or whatever, still shaking like this. And, and my wife going to the living room, my wife saying, what, what happened? And I said, I don't know. I says, all I can tell you is that, and we have this large bridge that crosses a lake called the Cross Lake um, here around Shreveport. And I said, all I know is if I pulled that bridge to move, it would move. And this feeling just continued in me, and this, this power actually stayed with me for over eight months. And during this time, I started having a lot of... Um, a lot of encounters, a lot of visions, um, angelic encounters, and even some visitations with Jesus. And he started basically teaching me his ways and his nature, and just started pouring himself in me. And for years, you know, basically I would spend eight to ten hours a day praying and reading his word every day. So wow. that's um, that's kind of how it began, okay. and during that time, um, obviously in the beginning, I I started speaking in tongues, and I would spend hours and hours praying in tongues. And um, he led me to this little church, and um, one day I was going in that same church that I had talked about earlier, and I went to open the door, and he said, "Do you believe that I died so that all could be saved?" And I said, well, of course, of course you died so that all could be saved. He said, same way it is for salvation, so it is for healing. Mm-hmm. And that started me on this journey of healing and and learning his love for people. I would stand in front of people and minister and pray for people, and all I would feel was his love for them. It would be overpowering at times, and, and, you know, all I, and then I would touch them, and they could feel his love, and, and at those times, sometimes I would walk around and touch people, and they would start to cry, or, or they would get mad at me for no reason. Mm-hmm. People that were in Wicca or whatever, if I would walk, if I'd see them hurt, and I'd walk up and put my hand on their shoulder, and they'd drop to the ground or something, or jump away from me. Mm-hmm. It was just his presence was just just flowing out of me because of, of the, the amount of time I was spending with him and basically understanding that that now it is he that lives in me and that I no longer live. And that's basically how it started. Um, from that, I started going out like with the gentleman that was in the wheelchair that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I started going out and uh, praying for people. And... Um, I started seeing things happen, healings. Um, in 1999, uh, towards the end of the year, 
I think. Um, may have been 2000. I can't remember. I think it was 99. I went up to North Arkansas to meet a man that I had heard was was praying for people and seeing a lot of results in the same way Jesus had taught me, and that was actually Curry Blake. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went up to meet him, and while I was there, he had some, some car problems, and he wasn't able to make it to the meeting right away, and, and a friend of his came into the meeting. And this, this man was very, very... Um, gifted and, and flowing in the things of the Spirit, words of knowledge, wisdom, and, and that kind of thing. And I got to know him, and we started ministering together. And, and uh, for the next probably six years or so, we spent almost every weekend, or at least every other weekend, going out places all over the world, really, um, ministering to people, seeing incredible signs and wonders as Jesus just demonstrating his love to people. Wow, and so then that, that's kind of how it happened. And then with H two H Ministries, where did that come into play? Basically, as people started um, asking me to go places and to speak, and as I started doing stuff, I'm like, they were like, "Well, where's the ministry? Where can we give to?" And, and most people don't like to give to an individual, and I really didn't really care at that point to use. If people gave it to me, I wanted a way to keep it separate. So that, because whenever I traveled, I would even buy the plane tickets myself. And I would only use any money that people gave me directly for ministry stuff, not not even for plane tickets. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to keep them separate. And so from that, Basically, H2H ministry started flowing out of that as I started going on my own. And it was it was a way to keep things separate mm-hmm. so that there was no mixture at all between um, ministry and my other businesses as far as the finances go. Gotcha. So listeners, again, we're talking with Glenn Hardline, H2H Ministries, and uh, with an amazing healing uh, testimony and, and personal journey through this, which is just uh, just phenomenal to listen to. I'm just kind of in awe over here of this whole thing. So uh, we are up against our next break, and when we return, um, we are going to uh, hear a little more on uh, some things that are on Glenn's heart lately as he's... Um, as he's uh, preparing for some ministry work that he's doing, and we're going to hear that momentarily after this. Keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast, a production of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we will see you on the flip side. Hello, listeners. Million here. Right now, Dominion Fire is working on several creative projects, including this radio program and our new music project called Acoustic Fire. In addition, our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the Las Vegas area, but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. Dominion 
Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. back for the final segment of this edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, and on Twitter. If you want to follow my personal Twitter, it's the profile name is at Healing Minister, so uh, please feel free to jump in on that if you want to uh, talk to me directly there as well. Now, on our third segment, we always like to hear uh, deeper into the heart of our guest, uh, Glenn Hartline, joining us today, H2H Ministries in the Shreveport, Louisiana area. And uh, so as you're, Glenn, as you're doing your, your ministry work and preparing for some things that you have coming up, uh, what lessons, what thoughts, what ideas, what's on your heart these days? You know, as you were actually talking to me, uh, I really saw basically spirit of fear in people's lives, and, and it does have a lot to do with, I know we had, we had mentioned earlier, the Lord had, had presented a question to me because of some things that were going in my life. He, he basically told me, he said, why are you allowing the beggarly elements of this world affect you? Mm. And, you know... I was just thinking about that scripture and, and what the Lord was saying, and as you were talking, I actually saw a lot of people, and the reason why, I believe, is when when people are affected with these symptoms, or, you know, somebody has a report that in their family line, they are predisposed to a certain disease, one of the things that hits them is fear. Mm-hmm. And, and fear, honestly comes out of a belief. So fear is nothing more than a belief or faith that something else has a greater ability to affect their life than the Word of God, than what Jesus has done. And what they do is they, they, they get these reports, and fear hits them, and they start praying. And they start praying and, and using the Word of God into a situation because they said, well, the, the Word has power, the Word has power, but yet they don't see the results happen because they're not praying out of faith, they're praying out of fear. Mm-hmm. They're allowing this fear uh, to propel them in, into prayer. And, and you know, one of the, the very subtle changes that you hear in your people, and I love the Word of God, the Word of God is true, and... You know, you'll never hear me say anything contrary to that. But the words themselves are just words. The mm-hmm. words in themselves have no power. And Scripture says it is the power of His Word, or the Word of His power, not the power of His Word. And we have to understand that when we speak to the situation, it's not what we say, but it's who is saying it and from what position. Scripture tells us, says, that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That means one at the exclusion of another. We are the same spirit. We are the spirit of Christ that's in us. It says that he is seated in heavenly places and that we are seated in him. That is, at the right hand of the Father, the, 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 the right hand, the position of authority, the position of power. And so when we understand that we speak from that position 
of power, from that position where all powers and principalities, all sickness and disease is bowed its knees in subjection to that position, to that throne. And we are seated in him on that throne. And we have to understand that when we speak, the power of our words comes from speaking from that position, that position that we have already overcome through the finished work of the cross because of what Jesus did. And so it's not a position of fear. It's not because we're afraid of what may happen to us, but we speak because we know we have already defeated that thing, and now it must obey. And so we have to be careful when we pray for something in our lives, what is motivating us. Are we motivated because Jesus has already accomplished this, and this thing must go? Or are we speaking to it because we're afraid of what it may do in our lives? And honestly, that is where you will see results or not see results in a lot of times. And I really feel like there's people out there right now that have been given a diagnosis, either in themselves or someone close to them, and they're praying because they're afraid of the consequences if they're not healed. And I understand that. And I understand that, listen, there is no condemnation to, to those who are in Christ Jesus. Don't be condemned if you're saying, well, that's what I've been doing because I'm afraid. Just seek the Lord. Ask Holy Spirit to show you how much He loves you. And His perfect love will cast out all fear. When you see how much He loves you, when you see that that love has already overcome that disease, when you see that that love has propelled you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and has placed you in Christ Jesus, then you will speak to that thing from that position and you will see it crushed. Wow. You know, listeners, I got to tell you, when the phenomenal interviews uh, with, with people in the show, and there's times where, you know, it's very easy as a healing minister to get into places sometimes where, yeah, I think, yeah, I got this. I know this. You know, I'm, you, you feel like you get it all together sometimes. And then someone will come along with a new perspective, like such as this, and it just rocks you. <laughs> so that is, I, often on the show, I got to pull myself together after hearing some of this because that, that is just a phenomenal thought on, uh, like you said, afraid of the consequences. And I know exactly what you're talking about, that that it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, Glenn, if people would like to uh, reach out to you, follow your work, learn more about what you do, do you have um, a website, Facebook, email, Twitter, social media, anything that you would like to share? First of all, you can find me on Facebook. It's Glenn Hartline. That's G-L-E-N-H-A-R-T-L-I-N-E. You can always find me on the web at H, the number 2 h ministry.com. That's H, the number two, H, ministry.com. And um, you can contact me through there. Uh, my ministry site has um, contact information to email me or, or anything like that. Or you can message me through Facebook. Okay. And you can also send an email to uh, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com if you uh, would rather, and we can make sure that the message gets over to Glenn as well. So you have a variety of ways to uh, to reach our guest here. And uh, Glenn, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here on the show today. I'm just loving this conversation. Um, as we wrap up our, our final segment here, we, we ask that our guests please pray for our audience. So if you are uh, picking up on anything that maybe someone is dealing with, a uh, word of knowledge, prophetic word, general healing prayer, uh, please pray for our audience and let it rip, sir. Yeah. Now, one of the things I saw was, was a, um, 
a diagnosis of cancer. And then that's what I was seeing when I saw that fear. And so I'm going to speak to that. But understand, when I pray for someone or pray for people, whether they have a disease, a certain disease, I'm wanting that destroyed, but I'm wanting their whole body to be to be whole. I prayed for a person with a bad back. Their back got healed, but oh, by the way, they got a brand new heart. I didn't even know they needed a new heart. Yeah. That's Holy Spirit's the intent that that person be whole. So when I pray, if I don't say your disease or anything, just know that the, the power is there, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus has accomplished this so that you can be healed and be whole no matter what your problem is. And I speak to every disease, every infirmity, every affliction that are affecting anybody hearing this, and I declare right now, sickness, disease, affliction, you will leave their body. You will bow your knee to the name of Jesus, and I command you to leave, never to return. I speak to their bodies, and I say, Behold. Now, cancer, I curse you, and I command you to leave right now. You will have no longer a say in that person's life. You will go. You will leave their body in perfect condition, just as a father created it to be. And now I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're there ministering to them, and I release you to release your peace and your love over them. Father, everybody that is hearing my voice right now, I just release peace that transcends all understanding, guarding their heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Father, let them experience you and your love in a way they've never experienced before. Bring them into a greater understanding of you. Because as they see you, then they see who they are predestined to become. Father, I just thank you that you will complete the work you have begun. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, listeners. Just, uh, Wonderful stuff here. Uh, listeners, if you would like to um, email us, please feel free to do so at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. Uh, our website is dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com at dominionfire, and my personal one at Healing Minister. Uh, all of which you're welcome to follow us. And uh, please, as we ask you, we we're, we're just want to get this message out of just how awesome God is and the amazing work he's doing um, just in people's lives everywhere. So please uh, share this program and uh, please let everyone know that you can think of. And uh, let's just fill the world with all these amazing stories. So um, thank you for joining us today. We thank our guest, Glenn Hartline. It's an absolute pleasure bringing this program to you listeners. And we'll see you next time. And as we say on the ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. Yeshua.